three notes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Alana Jordan. What's Wrong with the World? by G. K. Chesterton. Three notes. One. On Female Suffrage. Not wishing to overload this long essay with too many parentheses, apart from its thesis of progress and precedent, I append here three notes on points of detail that may possibly be misunderstood. The first refers to the female controversy. It may seem to many that I dismiss too curtly the contention that all women should have votes, even if most women do not desire them. It is constantly said in this connection that males have received the vote, the agricultural laborers, for instance, when only a minority of them were in favor of it. Mr. Galsworthy, one of the few fine fighting intellects of our time, has talked this language in the nation. Now, broadly, I have only to answer here, as everywhere in this book, that history is not a toboggan slide, but a road to be reconsidered and even retraced. If we really forced general elections upon free laborers who definitely disliked general elections, then it was a thoroughly undemocratic thing to do. If we are Democrats, we ought to undo it. We want the will of the people, not the votes of the people, and to give a man a vote against his will is to make voting more valuable than the democracy it declares. But this analogy is false for a plain and particular reason. Many voteless women regard a vote as unwomanly. Nobody says that most voteless men regard a vote as unmanly. Nobody says that any voteless men regarded it as unmanly. Not in the stillest hamlet or the most stagnant fen could you find a yokel or a tramp who thought he lost his sexual dignity by being part of a political mob. If he did not care about a vote, it was solely because he did not know about a vote. He did not understand the word any better than bimetallism. His opposition, if it existed, was merely negative. His indifference to a vote was really indifference. But the female sentiment against the franchise, whatever its size, is positive. It is not negative. It is by no means indifferent. Such women as are opposed to the change regard it, rightly or wrongly, as unfeminine, that is, as insulting certain affirmative traditions to which they are attached. You may think such a view prejudiced, but I violently deny that any Democrat has a right to override such prejudices, if they are popular and positive. Thus, he would not have a right to make millions of Moslems vote with a cross if they had a prejudice in favor of voting with a crescent. Unless this is admitted, democracy is a farce we need scarcely keep up. If it is admitted, the suffragists have not merely to awaken an indifferent, but to convert a hostile majority. 2. On Cleanliness and Education On rereading my protest, which I honestly think much needed, against our heathen idolatry, of mere ablution, I see that it may possibly be misread. I hasten to say that I think washing a most important thing to be taught both to rich and poor. 
I do not attack the positive, but the relative position of soap. Let it be insisted on even as much as now, but let other things be insisted on much more. I am even ready to admit that cleanliness is next to godliness, but the moderns will not even admit godliness to be next to cleanliness. In their talk about Thomas Beckett and such saints and heroes, they make soap more important than soul. They reject godliness whenever it is not cleanliness. If we resent this about remote saints and heroes, we should resent it more about the many saints and heroes of the slums, whose unclean hands cleanse the world. Dirt is evil chiefly as evidence of sloth, but the fact remains that the classes that wash most are those that work least. Concerning these, the practical course is simple. Soap should be urged on them and advertised as what it is, a luxury. With regard to the poor, also the practical course is not hard to harmonize with our thesis. If we want to give poor people soap, we must set out deliberately to give them luxuries. If we will not make them rich enough to be clean, then emphatically we must do what we did with the saints. We must reverence them for being dirty. 3. On Peasant Proprietorship I have not dealt with any details touching distributed ownership or its possibility in England, for the reasons stated in the text. This book deals with what is wrong, wrong in our root of argument and effort. This wrong is, I say, that we will go forward because we dare not go back. Thus, the socialist says that property is already concentrated into trusts and stores. The only hope is to concentrate it further in the state. I say the only hope is to unconcentrate it, that is, to repent and return. The only step forward is the step backward. But in connection with this distribution, I have laid myself open to another potential mistake. In speaking of a sweeping redistribution, I speak of decision in the aim, not necessarily of abruptness in the means. It is not all too late to restore an approximately rational state of English possessions without any mere confiscation. A policy of buying out landlordism, steadily adopted in England as it has already been adopted in Ireland, notably in Mr. Windham's wise and fruitful act, would in a very short time release the lower end of the seesaw and make the whole plank swing more level. The objection to this course is not at all what it would not do, only that it will not be done. If we leave things as they are, there will almost certainly be a crash of confiscation. If we hesitate, we shall soon have to hurry. But if we start doing it quickly, we have still time to do it slowly. This point, however, is not essential to my book. All I have to urge between these two boards is that I dislike the big Whiteley shop, and that I dislike socialism, because it will, according to socialists, be so like that shop. It is its fulfillment, not its reversal. I do not object to socialism because it will revolutionize our commerce, but because it will leave it so horribly the same. End of Three Notes Recording by Alana Jordan, St. Louis, Missouri End of What's Wrong with the World?